Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. Oh, yeah, that's right. I want to welcome you all to this Tuesday, July the 22nd, 2014 edition of the SEO Rockstars. My name is Darren Babin, and of course, I am joined by my co-host, Chris Boggs and Jim Boykin, the I Am Ninjas. How are my ninjas today? Wonderful. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. We are on deck. We are cocked, locked, and ready to rock. And uh, if you're listening to this, I hope you have already grabbed your ice-cold, tasty beverage uh, because it's kind of hot out there, especially if you're down anywhere near the southwest. We are frying down here. Uh, So I I got myself a nice, tall, cold bottle of water and a nice list of topics, and we're, we're about ready to get underway. So... Uh, if you're jogging, if you're exercising, um, as you were, for those uh, that are kicked back, relaxed, maybe you're sitting at your desk, grab your pen, your paper, your notepad, uh, and pull on up, maybe open a, open a browser. We're going to get underway. Today, we are going to kind of pick up where, uh, where we left off, if you, if you will, with one subject we had talked about, um, Chris and I talked about last week. We talked a little bit about duplicate content, one of those, you know, 10 things that, you know, you just don't do. And if you hear one of those, you know, self-proclaimed guru gods, if you will, that say, oh, hey, we'd go duplicate this content uh, and put it on, you know, 10 of your sites or 20 of them or whatever it is, uh, your feeder sites. And yeah, uh, you'll do great. Guys, duplicate content. Um, you know, we've had this this one debate, uh, and, and you know, I, 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 duplicate content. It's it's forever been uh, a bane of of people's existence. Um, I think it worked for a very short period of time in in the earliest of of days, um, and and we got away with it for a little bit. Um, and I think because we did, uh, and and it was very rampant when we did do it, it it got um, pretty popular, but then it died. It got killed almost as fast as as its popularity was gained, and now we've been left with with a myth that it still works. Um, you know, Jim. I'm sure you run into this all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's really two different types of duplicate content. There's, you know, if you publish a web page, there is for sure going to be scrapers that are going to come along and scrape your content. And there's a lot of people that are always panicking that, hey, these other sites have stolen my content. You know, and if I search Google for the content, I see thousands of these other sites. And, oh, my God, it's terrible. But, 
usually Google is, is fairly good with deciding which is the real content. Uh, they're not always perfect on it, but you know they're going to look at things like which content did they find first, uh, which content's coming from the most trusted site. Uh, is there any of the uh, this versions of the content that have social signals or links or other signals to it? And Google will try and guess which one is the real piece, and then the rest of them are all duplicates. Um, and then there's and, and and Google is usually pretty good. And I'll and I'll show everyone a little trick that I use to uh, to find out if you have an issue with duplicate content. But then the other type of duplicate content is the duplicate content that you may have throughout your website. Um, you know, if you have product descriptions and um, you know, you have pages that just repeat different product descriptions on them. You know, like maybe you have a page for uh, cheap computers and, you know, you have these 10 different product descriptions. And then maybe you have another page about, uh, you know, discount computers and you may have a lot of the same products on there and a lot of that same duplicate uh, descriptions. So it, it is not always necessarily a, a bad thing to have little snippets of duplicate content, but I think part of the problems that John Mueller was referring to here is when you have an excessive amount of, of duplicate content and, and what that can mean for your website. And, and you know, Boggs, Boggsy, I know, I know you run into this and, and have, you know, we've talked about this, you know, on, on the show countless times. You know, I, I think the differentiation between, you know, this, you know, strategic, let's try and, and you know, you know, very strategic use of, um, you know, let's beat the engines kind of, of uh, use of, of duplicate content um, versus, you know, what would be considered reasonable. Right, because I mean, there isn't a re- there is a reasonable amount of of content that we're going to duplicate. But Chris, I mean, you know, you run into this as well. Yeah, um, it's funny. I was just uh, doing a little search because the, the the thing what we're referencing is a discussion that was covered uh, by Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable um, from a answer that um, John Mueller posted at Stack Overflow. Uh, I think it's kind of funny because um, he provides the guy the, the poster at Stack Overflow provides the background, and then there's some answers that come in. Oh, it must be this, and uh, it's the penalty that affects placement in the SERP and not actual rank. It'll li- likely take a while to rebound. But he comes in and basically slaps the previous comments. And says, you know, the drop in visibility in search is almost certainly unrelated to the parallel website. This guy has a new site and he's worried about things, right? And he said, uh, there's no reason to penalize for a website. Um, Almost all websites have content hosted on multiple URLs within the same website. That's something within search engines have to deal with. And I think that point of it is extremely important. And he actually links to um, an interesting post at the Google Webmaster Central blog from September 12 of 2008, which is called Demystifying the Duplicate Content Penalty. So according to John Moo, there has never really been... uh, you know, such a thing as it's been made out to be in terms of the du- duplicate content penalty. So, 
Uh, in this particular case, it sounds like something that Google, uh, at least according to John Moo, can handle. Uh, certainly, there's a lot of ways, uh, and, and Jim has uh, identified some good ways to identify and, and, and to sort of uh, treat it if it's, if it's a rampant problem. But it seems as if search engines are pretty used to it. Yeah, if if uh, you're happy to, what I can do is right is right before the radio show, I I chose a site. I just happened to choose Walmart <laughs> um, for no no real reason, but I, I went into Walmart. I'll, I'll post the example URL into um, our chat window here, but it's a it's a women's shoe page, and on that particular page, uh, if you scroll down to the very bottom of the page, there's about I don't know five or six paragraphs of text. And so what I did is I went into one of the paragraphs of text and I grabbed a snippet of text, which I'm posting into the chat room as well right now. And, and I grabbed that snippet of text from one of those um, paragraphs on the bottom of the page and I threw it into Google here. I'll give that search to the Google search. And let me just click on this search here because what I come up with is there was like thousands of pages that are all using that same paragraphs of text throughout their entire site. Yeah, my result is it says one, but then when I click on the repeat the search with the omitted results included, I now get 16,700 pages of Walmart that have the same text on it. Right. So, and it's probably set up the same way. So on the bottom of every single women's shoe page, there's these like five paragraphs of text that are on the bottom of every single page, and that's the only content. Now, right. it's it's fairly interesting. When I, when I run that search into Google, and here's kind of the big trick. Here's, here's your little secret tip for the day if you didn't know this. If you go into Google and you grab like a snippet of text, just like I did here. So I went into one of those pages. I, I grabbed a section of text that was fairly unique. Um, I usually grab the end of one sentence and the beginning of, of, of another sentence. And I look for you know something that is a fairly unique string of phrases. It's usually about nine words. And I'll copy those words. And then I'll go into Google and I'll do quote and I'll paste in the string of words and then I'll do an end quote and hit enter. Now, here's the trick. Whatever page is number one is the page that Google feels is the real one. Right. Every other page is considered the duplicate. So, for example, if thousands of other sites are copying your content, it doesn't matter so long as you're number one for that snippet search. Now, this kind of creates another problem where, you know, I look at Walmart and it's like, wow, they have something like 16,000 women's shoe pages and the content across all of them is the exact same across the bottom. Uh, I hope that there's not a Walmart person or a Google person listening for the sake of <laughs> It just happened to be a random example, literally, that I grabbed before the phone call. I'm like, well, let's see what Walmart's doing. Boom, there it is. Yeah, see, the point is from Google and, and the demystifying the duplicate content content penalty blog post from 2008 is that, that it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the, what does matter is that um, what, what they say how this could affect you as a webmaster is that Google's idea of what the best URL is might not be the same as your idea. So you're right, Jim. If it says the same thing 
at the bottom of every women's shoe page, it's possible that someone's looking for uh, a, a, you know, a women's shoe and, and, and it lands on the not best page that Walmart would prefer in that case, right? And then the other thing they say, if we aren't able to detect all the duplicates of a particular page, we won't be able to consolidate all their properties, and this may dilute the strength of that content's ranking signal. So what Google's saying there is that they almost automatically run a canonical in terms of trying to consolidate to the strength of uh, to the page that they've chosen. So it's funny. Uh, I mean, it's, a, it, it's consistently, you know, where we as SEOs, we're trying to tweak little uh, and, and sand off some rough edges here and there where Google may come out and say, well, it's not as big of a deal. But in the, in the case that you give, it could be a very big deal for Walmart because they could have all the wrong pages. And in a lot of the research I've been doing recently, you look at the click-through rates, um, you know, go to the Webmaster Tools, look at the queries report for the last 90, look at your quick click-through rates. And if you have you know, alleged first page positions, but zero to 1% click-through rate for some important keywords for you, that's an issue with potentially duplicate content or content that's superseding the content that you really want ranked there to increase that click-through rate. But we, we digress. And I, and I think there's also, you know, there's kind of the story of the site who, you know, maybe they have a thousand products. So they have a thousand SKUs. Yet, their website is like 2 million pages <laughs> and the website is 2 million pages because it's like they're putting all those SKUs and product descriptions under all sorts of pages. And it's almost like Google gets into this endless loop where they're crawling through your website and they're like, we've already seen this. We've already seen this. We've already seen this. We've already seen this. Like we're not coming across anything new here. Um, and that could be another area where someone could get in trouble. And we do see that a lot. You know, a lot of sites, when I ask them, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, you have 2 million pages that are, that are indexed. Now, how many products do you have? Oh, we have about 1,000. I'm like, how can you have 2 million pages indexed in Google? Well, you know, we create lots of categories. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we got to take a quick break, folks. Stay with us. We're going to jump right out for a moment. But when we come back... We're going to move right along. We're going to talk about the eBay penalty. Always good when it's not you getting slapped, but it's always kind of funny when it's one of the big guys. Stay with us, folks. When we come back, we're going to talk about those little supposition. Why, maybe, how did eBay get slapped by Google? Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubble Fast. 
While some affiliate networks can give you offers, Affiliate Offers Network gives you offers that pay big. Why do affiliates work with Affiliate Offers Network? How about because they work with powerhouse CPAs like Affiliate.com? How about that affiliates get paid every Monday to kick off their work week? Plus, learn how their green bucket system can turn your email, display ad, social, video, or mobile impression into profitable income. Get connected today with Affiliate Offers Network. Call 312-560-0175 or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. Oh, yeah, that's right, everybody. I want to welcome you back to this second segment of the SEO Rockstars on July the 22nd, 2014. I am Darren Babbitt. Of course, I'm joined by Chris Boggs and Jim Boykin of the Internet Marketing Ninjas. And we are talking about an eBay slap. And I mean, it, we're talking about a, a massive eBay slapdown, a, a smackdown of epic proportion. Um, guys, I believe they, they said that this was equating to some somewhere around a two hundred million dollar loss in in revenue, um, that's that's quite quite a big <laughs> quite a big smackdown. Um, and, and you know, as I as I kind of dug in into you know some of the speculation on this. Um, it was it was quite interesting, um, you know the why behind um, because there's always always the big special uh, you know speculations on why people think you know this or that happened um, you know to someone from Google why someone got a penalty or you know why someone got banned um, but I you know it, straight up. Um, you know, 
people are speculating that this is because they stopped spending AdWords dollars. <laughs> that that is that is very true. It was it was roughly a year ago, and I, I think it was Brett Tabkey that first started to to poke at that. So it was about a year ago that you know eBay stopped bidding on AdWords. And if you remember, like eBay used to be everywhere in AdWords. Like you, yeah. you basically could search for anything like dead squirrels and you'd and see these there. ads for ebay's over on the side like buy dead squirrels from ebay <laughs> like yeah. anything you typed in you'd have those ebay ads and and it was fairly interesting because ebay um ebay started to stop rolling out their adwords in different countries and in different areas and um, found that basically they had no loss of sales and they basically came out and said uh Google Google Ads sucks, uh, and and then you know there was also I think it was about a year or so ago that uh, there were these rumors that Google was looking to buy eBay as well. So you know there's kind of the couple rumors now that you know all right Google is going after eBay now because eBay is not spending in AdWords, and not only are they not spending as AdWords being one of the traditionally biggest spenders, but they also in a sense they they shot all over uh, Google as well. And they left and said it was worthless. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the one rumor, and then the other rumor is you know if Google does this to eBay, Google might be able to uh, pick up eBay for half the price of what they were looking for a year ago because now it's not worth as much. And then if Google bought it, Google would put them all back, and you know the world would be fine again, and Google would own more of the web. So those those are rumors, but I. I don't. I. I don't know. I. I. You know. Um, they. They probably got them because. You know. I'm. I'm not sure. Maybe someone was reporting them. There. You know. I, I. I read through the analysis as well. Um, you know. It's. It's pretty clear that they have a folder on eBay that's uh, BHP. So it's like slash BHP and slash and ninety percent of. Um, of Google's fall in traffic came from losing rankings on pages within that folder. And those particular pages within that one folder, that's where it starts to get interesting. I mean, eBay, I know some people that work there. There are certainly some incredibly smart people there. Um, I'm really surprised that Google actually picked up on this. Um, but there is an example page here. Let me. Uh, I, I went in and was looking at the analysis of what pages were lost, and I grabbed one of the examples of the uh, pages in the BHP folder, which kind of actually was interesting that some people said, well, maybe the BHP stand, stands for black hat pages. <laughs> That's what those pages are. <laughs> I, I don't think so. At least I hope not for eBay's sake. BHP <laughs> folder was named that. Um, but I... But I pasted into our, our chat room a link here for one of the pages in the BHP folder for cheap laptops. Um, you know, and if, if you go to the page, you know, on, like on the top, it's cheap new laptops, very cheap laptops, cheap laptops, Windows 7. <laughs> and then, you know, there's a list of all the cheap laptops and you go down and there's, you know, cheap used laptops, Um other recommendations on cheap laptops. It's all it's all about cheap laptops, and you know the the one one of the phrases that I'm always leery of to stay away is things like cheap and cheapest. It seems like anything with those phrases 
who have been targeting got got hit by one of the Google updates. Uh, but with eBay, with eBay, this is just kind of an example page. So they had a lot of these screwed. pages. In this case, yeah. they're being screwed by their own uh, – the people that are putting up the offers and they want to try to emphasize that it's cheap and very cheap. Yeah, I mean, to it's me, it's funny. a good page. It's uh, you know, it's it's a decent page for me. I I certainly have no issue with it. But we know that Google knows that the eBay people are really smart, and that this page wasn't an accident. This page is an SEO landing page, <laughs> and it's and it's really not accessed. Uh, it's kind of accessed through the site. There's this popular categories, but they're they're accessed on the site in ways that users don't really navigate. So there's different URLs that users would navigate to if they were navigating throughout the site. And then there's – and this is fairly common for big sites to have – you know, it's like they have the site built for the users and then they have the second site in a sense which is built for the engine with landing pages like this. And it's it's not uncommon for big sites to do things similar to this and uh, Google decided to – chop those down and that really took a huge dent from eBay's traffic. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, look, I, I look at it like this. Any, any of these big shopping sites, you know, uh, any of them, any of the big e-commerce sites, you know, Amazon, Target, um, you know, these kind of, these kind of massive online e-commerce sites that, have thousands and thousands and thousands of pages, um, you know, they're, they're going to run into issues like this. And, you know, I, you know, we've had shows, you know, Chris, I think you'll remember, we've talked about big SEO um, and, and big SEO is quite a bit different than, um, you know, doing SEO for, you know, small, small to medium sized business. And, you know, you've got to think about it differently. You've got to think about data structures and, and how all of, you know, the management of that ties together. And, you know, look, I, I think, um, I think the major engines, they know that these sites are going to run into problems and I think that that you know there there is a little something to you know to kind of I, I guess I kind of have to agree a little with the fact that the penance for you know those big sites and things going awry from time to time is the ungodly amount of money that they pay for dead squirrel listings, <laughs> right? Well, there's, you know, I think that BHP folder was around for years. And of course there is the, there is the thought of Google didn't seem to care about it when eBay was the biggest AdSense vendor. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's, that's my point is, is when, when they're writing a check, there's, you know, that check is penance for, you know, I mean, Chris, do, do you do you agree with that? I just I don't see it. I mean, um, you know, if they're going to slap them for if they're going to slap more than just one uh, folder, I think. 
Um, uh, you know, I, th- I do think that it's very possible, like you said, big SEO, um, that the technology that Amazon used, yes, this page looks extremely spammy and SEO-y with the top of it having those different uh, headlines that are cheap and very cheap and so forth, but it's possible that that's driven by a database, you know, that's looking for trends in, uh, in uh, modifiers for search terms. Cheap and very cheap would be them. And then cheap windows uh, would be another common sort of uh, set that you would find together across a large-scale number of searches. So it's very possible that their own technology bit them on this. And, and, and plus the fact that, you know, again, humans in, in this particular case, for the example that you pulled up, Jim, um, you know, they want to try to get their laptop. <laughs> Sold, and they're gonna. They know people are looking for cheap or very cheap. So the combination of people putting up listings like that, and like you said, Jim, I mean, if you go do a search, it's impossible to find your way to that BHP folder. So there is something weird about that. Uh, but I just don't think that it would be as a result of stopping spending on paid search, personally. But well, you know, I, you know what's cool, be, Chris, uh, is um, Chris on on August twelfth at ClickZ Live in San Francisco. Um, Chris Boggs, you're speaking on a panel with uh, Jordan Cohn, who's the head of SEO and content development at eBay. And the panel that you guys are on is Panda, Penguin, Penalties, and and more, staying on top of the algorithm updates. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm trying to be very, uh, you know, neutral in this particular discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Tell him to delete the BHP folder and like start over from scratch. I'll say it's a note from Jim. <laughs> delete the folder. Delete the folder. Like yeah, these it, is it not? Is it not more than just the BHP folder? I mean, when you look at the chart, you know that that um, you know search metrics, the search metrics data chart for eBay generally between. Um, July of July 13th of, of 2012 through July 13th of 2014 and and you see um, the massive nosedive uh, that happens on or about June 1 um, and, and I mean when I say nosedive it's like a it looks to be about a 50% nosedive and then a continued what what appears to be five percent week over week drop, so it it looks like that that's their over that's their overall visibility. That's that's isn't that more than just uh, the 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 it's got to be more than that BHP folder. That BHP folder, according to that uh, that Refuge Geeks post, did I post that link in there? Uh, yeah, that Refugees. Refuge Geeks post uh, was saying that ninety percent of the pages that lost the rankings were in that, uh, in that BHP folder? folder. Yeah. And so to me, I mean, this. I mean, I'm. I'm not. How do I say? I'm no expert at this, but my initial thought is, all right, delete the folder because, like, you know, I realize that losing those those pages and those rankings suck, but it's probably dragging everything else everything down else now down. with yeah. it. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not the expert on the SEO, but at first glance, my first thought is, all right, you need to just kill that folder, uh, and start over new because now it's dragging down like everything else with it. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, guys, we we've got to we've got to take one more break. Um, so if you guys could hang out for just a moment, and, and you know, folks, listen. I, I know I know you've been listening to some of this crazy havoc and you know what have you. You know you you need to make sure that uh, you you've got you have your website stable. Well, let me tell you, as a business owner, we know that you labor and you labor for the love of it. You don't always have the time to worry about your website. However, with GoDaddy and their managed WordPress, you don't have to worry about it. Simply create a WordPress site or migrate your existing one. GoDaddy will handle the hosting, setup, backups, security, and they'll keep the site running at blazing speed so you can share your passion with your customers online. Visit GoDaddy.com, enter code PRESS9, and get Managed WordPress for a buck a month. That's right, a dollar a month. Plus, you get a free domain. Some limitations apply. See the website for detail right over there at GoDaddy.com. Stay with us, folks. We're going to take a quick break when we get back. We're going to touch on one final topic, and uh, that's going to be this little crazy hummingbird that flies past us really quickly. It's You know, sometimes I wish I had a, a fly swatter, little birds. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. Yeah, that's right, everybody. I want to welcome you back to this final segment of the SEO rock stars. My name is Darren Babbitt, and of course, I'm joined by my co host, Chris Boggs, and Jim Boykin, the internet marketing ninjas. That's right. Uh, before we uh, jumped out to break, I, I threatened a hummingbird with a fly swatter. For those of you PETA supporters and listeners, I promise I would never do that. I actually love my hummingbirds. However, Google Hummingbird is something uh, that that is and was when it launched um, surrounded with, with much uh, debate and a, a lot of, of questions about what exactly is it? What the hell did it do? Because when it rolled out, um, you know, a lot of us didn't even feel that it had rolled out. And mm. apparently uh, when it rolled out, it had affected um, a – Yeah, 90%. A it's vast. just like caffeine. I mean this is a technology infrastructure update. It's not a – Algorithm update. Not an algorithm. And I remember people right. still to this day call caffeine an algo update sometimes. But it was that right. was a huge technology infrastructure update that allowed them to be able to come forth with universal search. And I, I, I look at this as the next gen, basically. It's not it's that simple. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Jim. Yeah. You know, um with with um with hummingbird, you know, they're looking for relations between things, uh, you know, between like people and places. And you can kind of think about like stuff that's in the Wikipedia. Uh, and that's a lot of what, you know, hummingbird, uh, in a sense, like Chris said, it's, uh, it, it's not an update. It's, it's the engine that Google runs on. Um, and so, you know, they they started out with this relationship uh, between things. It's it's very similar to the uh, the knowledge graph. It's it's hard to talk about hummingbird without bringing up Google's knowledge graph, and they're looking for connections between between things and what they're collecting. Um, and so, you know, with hummingbird, when it first came out, Google said, "Oh, by the way, last month we came out." You know, with a with a new engine called Hummingbird, and it affected about ninety percent of the search results. And SEOs were like, "What? Like, wait a minute, we like, how come we never knew about this?" And I and I think the interesting thing is, SEOs tend to target commercial phrases, and 
hummingbird in their first uh, workings with it was more informational queries, stuff that SEOs really aren't targeting. And I think that's why a lot of SEOs missed, um, you know, the fact that there was a brand new engine at Google working off of different, uh, uh, different aspects and looking at different types of signals and processing things differently because I think a lot of it, you know, was knowledge graph and was informational type queries. So, you know, if you go to, uh, you know, if you were to go to Google and type in, you know, like Renoir, uh, you'll see that Google over on the right hand side also is, is, you know, using the knowledge graph. They're pulling all this stuff from Wikipedia. They're showing other related artists. Um, but, you know, the I think the interesting thing is, you know, Hummingbird, I don't think has yet to fully affect us as SEOs. I mean, once Hummingbird and the Knowledge Graph starts making connections in commercial phrases, which it may already be starting to do, like maybe it's been a very slow process over the course of, uh, you know, a year, um, that it, it could have much more of an impact on us. You know, the more the more that Google starts to relate items together, you know, I guess part of the moral of that is you, know, you want to be the expert. You want to be mentioned everywhere. Um, you know, if you can get that Wikipedia page for your business, great. You know, and, and the more places that you can be mentioned, the better. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think. As you guys had said, you know, there was so much debate um, right after Hummingbird rolled out, and there was a lot of confusion. Just like uh, caffeine. Yeah, exactly. You know, what, what, is, what is this this new animal? It's not black and white. What the hell? Um, and, I th- you know, I think uh, a lot of people had uh, a bit of a hard time for a while wrapping their head around how it interacted with the things that impacted their SERPs. What, you know, what, what did Hummingbird do to actually influence them? And was there something they could do or should be doing that would, you know, with respect to Hummingbird, that would give them better results. And, you know, I, I think, and, you know, correct me, guys, you know, uh, anywhere along the way here, I, 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 I tend to lean back to the old, um, you know, foundation, uh, especially when I'm asked you know, about this, I tend to go, you know, in response to, to those kind of questions, listen, when it comes to hummingbird or, you know, any panda or penguin or, you know, any of these kind of sites, as, as long as you are writing really good content and that content is not driven to manipulate a search engine spider, you know, because used to that's what we what we did. You know, now now the engines they've gotten smart enough that they want to see you write for your customer. And if you're writing for your customers, and you're writing really 
good content for your customers. This goes back to that old content is king. And, and that content is, wait for it, here's the word, substantive. As long as it's substantive content and it's good content that's targeted for your customer, then let the engine do its work. And I think that's the point is, you know, at that point, you don't have to worry about, you know, these these colored animals and you don't have to worry about the, the hummingbirds of, you know, you don't have to worry about any of that shit. You just have to stay focused on your customers. Right. And as long as you're doing that, I, I think, you, you know, you you're you're staying where Google wants you to and you know, you're delivering a good customer experience and that's all that, you know, they've ever really wanted you to do in the first place um, when it comes down to the organic side of things. Chris? Keep it real, man. That's, it's all about just, um, you know, Jim, Jim hit on it too. It's, it's, it's all, it's all around the, uh, the connection between all the different things that you do and, Hummingbird is meant to be that technology, I think, that helps to understand humanity better, in a way. Uh, and, and that's what they're trying to do. It's, it's, it's a product of their machine learning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, I'm looking at the clock here. We've definitely run a little long today. Um, we are going to get on out of here. I want to thank, of course, my, my amazing co-hosts, Chris Boggs and Jim Boykin of the Internet Marketing Ninjas. Guys, it was fantastic as usual. Um, folks, if you are listening to this uh, and you've got friends that would benefit by listening to this show, make sure you tell them they could tune in, whether it's on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, make sure that you tell friends uh, this is where you find us. We're here every week, Tuesdays, 4 o'clock Eastern, same time. Tell your friends. We will be here next week, same time. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. We'll see you next week, folks. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.